0: I certainly love writing books. I've always loved writing short stories and novels because in prose, you get all the control. Maria Headley. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots, I'm Lee Holt. And I'm Lee Esses.
1: Did I ever tell you the story about how I got started in writing? No. So, I initially started off in film and then spent a lot of time in theater. And then I started writing scripts, because that was what I was familiar with. And I realized as I was writing them that I wanted to be script writer, and director, and actor for all of the different parts, and set designer, and, 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 and. And I realized there's a way to do that. It's called writing a book.
0: That's the great thing about writing a book, is you have so much control. You have all the control, really, until your editor steps in about how the book goes. And it's fun! But there are things to be careful about. Just because you can doesn't mean you should.
1: And to be clear, a lot of our cautions in this episode are things to approach in your second draft, in your third draft. First draft... Write everything down. Be the god that you were born to be. But second draft, scale it back for your audience's sake.
0: I'm sure you're tired of hearing us talk about this, but I am going to briefly mention the deus ex machina again. This is not a good thing to apply your god mode to. (laughs) Don't throw characters into actions they wouldn't take just because it moves the story. The biggest example for this to me, is in Book 7 of Harry Potter, Remus Lupin tries to leave a pregnant Tonks to join Harry and company on their journey, because he's scared of fatherhood. He was a dad to Harry the entire time. Yeah, that is the last thing Remus would do, but it was done so that, one, we knew Tonks was pregnant and we, I think we found a couple other key things about either Grimald Place or whatever, but it just didn't make any sense for that character. That was J.K. Rowling doing god mode on Remus's choices because she needed something to move the plot along.
1: The same thing can go with a MacGuffin, where why is this important? Because we say it's important, just move on.
0: Authors so much want to explain every detail of their world before getting into the story, because in their head, it is necessary information for the plot. This is one of those things that editors can do for you, is they can look at it and go, this is relevant, this is not relevant. Remember the world-building iceberg theory. You have your wonderfully built, full, complete iceberg. Most of it is below the surface. Most of it is not presented to the reader directly. Hint at it. Make suggestions. Have it there in the subtext. Leave it for another book. But don't smash readers over the head like they're the Titanic. Because you will sink them. <laughs> They will not want to read more because they get so bored with the minute details that don't matter yet. I'm
1: going to go back to my soapbox and say, story is a problem and a solution. If it's not explaining the problem or working toward the solution,
0: toss it in the file over there, the round file over there, called the trash can. Yes. So be careful of godmoding your world building. Keep it small. Keep it little. A lot of authors in the process of writing come to love their characters. They're their children. Don't be a helicopter parent. Don't protect them and shield them from the evils of the world that you've created. Let them suffer. Make them suffer. If you're going to be a god, be a god of vengeance. Ha <laughs> Use your power for
1: storytelling, not for good or evil. Your power as the god of your little world is not to protect your character. Your power is to get them into trouble. They have to figure out how to get out of trouble. Exploit their weaknesses. Make sure they have weaknesses.
0: You can't exploit a weakness if they don't have one. And if they don't have one, your story is boring.
1: If you are attached to your character, great. Your audience will be attached to your character as well. If you are protecting your character, shame on you. Do not protect your character because then your audience will be really annoyed at you and probably the character.
0: So, as you are writing, if you're worried about going full god mode, there are questions you can ask yourself to make sure you're keeping it reined in first question is, is it plausible? Could it happen? It's not
1: really plausible that the father figure that was Remus Lupin would abandon fatherhood
0: in order to help a teenager. Is it plausible for the character? Is it plausible for the world? Just because you can doesn't mean you should.
1: And if you come across this in your story and you realize, no, it's not plausible, but you really want it to happen... You don't necessarily have to change that event. You have to make it plausible. So look backward in your story to these moments when he expressed vanity and go, okay, we need to exacerbate this. We need to massage this. We need to take this part out. Make it plausible so that the vanity at the
0: end makes sense. The next question to ask yourself, is it appropriate within the bounds of the world and story? Recently, I binged. The first three seasons of Outlander. And in the second season, when the main character Claire is in France, she goes to the king to try to get her husband released from jail. And at the end of their interaction, the king also says that he is going to write to England and get him pardoned in England so that they could return to Scotland. Super, super not plausible for the world. Because at that time, in the 1740s, England and France were not friends. There is no way an English king would pardon a traitor based on the word of a French king. And that goes
1: into the next question you need to be asking yourself, which is, what could actually happen? This couldn't actually happen in the world. Especially if you are getting your character out of trouble, make sure there's a cost. Make sure if this actually happened and you waved your magic god mode wand so that this particular thing happened, make sure the cost is
0: extra high. The next question to ask yourself, what would the character choose? This for me... For my particular
1: writing style, I think is a little easier because I, within myself, don't answer those questions until I've asked those questions of my characters. I make the problem in my story really clear from the beginning when I'm plotting it, but the characters are a reflection of the problem and what's difficult for them. So I don't know their aunt's dog groomer's cousin's favorite color. I don't think through my world in that way it's when the question is asked, then I know this is what the character would choose. The biggest question I have to ask when you are existing in God mode is does the reader need to know this? Not do you want the reader to know this? Because yes, you want the reader to know everything there is to know about the world.
0: But does the reader need to know this? When I first started writing the book that I'm working on, The first chapter had a lot of unnecessary explanation about the magic system. It wasn't a lot comparatively to some other things that I've seen, but there was a lot of excess. There was an extra character that never would have returned, that didn't even need to be in the story. There was a whole long, slow process explaining her backstory. It was terribly written. So after getting some advice from a writing group, they all looked at that and said, interesting idea, but really boring. Do you need this character? Are they coming back? Do they matter? Does your reader actually need to know this in the first chapter? No? Then remove it. And I did. And the first chapter of my book is so much better. So if you're one of those authors that
1: goes way above word count, it's possible you need to listen to this episode again not saying everyone, but it's very easy to want to tell several different stories at once. Sorry, Tolkien is especially guilty of this. <laughs> I think Lewis did a, a better job of telling one story at a time. So if your word count is 437,000 words, maybe cut it down and make it within your genre and tell one person's story.
0: Most of this is applied in your second draft. Not the rough draft, not your first run through, not your first writing. Because in your process of writing it for the first time, you should feel free to write whatever comes to mind. And this is information that you as an author need to know
1: in order to make sure that the clothing style of this other culture stays consistent throughout your story. You don't have to define it in your book. But you do need to make sure that you're consistent. So yes, write everything in that first draft.
0: And then edit it. Go back through. Fix it. You can do that later. As long as when you are first writing, you are writing selfishly.